Hello and welcome to the podcast The Wallet. I'm Emil Billet, founder of Vestpod and author of You're Not Broke, You're Pretty Rich. And every week with my brilliant guests, we give you the best tips, guidance and a good dose of inspiration and motivation to manage your money better. We want you to feel confident in saving more, earning more and investing for the long term. Today we're back with an episode of The Hotline. Please remember that if you'd like to participate, you can send me a voice note at podcast.vestpod.com or follow the link in the show notes. We'd love to hear your proud money moments, questions and comments. As always, also join us on vestpod.com for events, workshops and lots of free money resources. In today's episode, we talk about setting realistic financial foundations to keep you thriving in 2022. Starting a new year is daunting. And we make our lives that much harder by putting unnecessary pressure on ourselves with huge resolutions. Instead of making a grand list that you'll inevitably abandon before February, I want to talk you through practical, easy to achieve, and most importantly, impactful financial goals. So today on The Wallet, we will look at the importance of adopting a growth mindset and how you can shift from thinking about money as a scarce resource to thinking of money as something that is in abundance. Before leaping into long-term goals, we need to make sure your financial basics are solid. So we will go through everything from your budget to your net worth. With saving rates tumbling, it's important to invest your money to achieve your longer-term goals. We will go over the basics of investing and highlight everything you need to know to either get started or continue your investment journey. I'd also just like to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pension B. Pension B has helped over 600,000 savers be pension confident. It enables savers to take control of their finances by helping them transfer their old pensions together into one simple online plan. With Pension B, you can manage your pension in a few clicks, check your real-time balance, see your projected retirement income, and set up contributions and withdrawals. Plus, you'll get human support from your very own UK-based account manager, whilst Pension B calls them Beekeeper. You can sign up to Pension B today with the names of your old pension providers in just five minutes. And if you're self-employed, you can start a new pension from scratch. As always with investments, your capital is at risk. Remember that we are not financial advisors and information shared on this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. If you're investing, invest what you can afford only and for the long term. Hello and welcome to 2022. It's January, so I thought it would be helpful to talk about financial goals and what we can work together on this year. The past two years have been a big blur for me, and it was so tricky to do some reflection this year, as I, I feel I've spent all my time actually at home. So to start with, I began with going over my planner. I used one from Papier and reflected on everything that happened week by week, the good as well as the bad. Usually how I plan is at the beginning of the week, I try to write my weekly goals, one, two, three. Then I do the same every day. And at the end of the week, I look back at my week and I try to write my achievements or what I can work on and then plan for the next week. I also decided to try Your Compass. Uh, Your Compass is a type of guided planner that comes in the form of a booklet. The booklet is split into two parts. The first half helps you review, learn and celebrate the year that you're leaving behind. And the second half is all about your future. 
where you'll be dreaming, planning and preparing to get most out of 2022. After I was done with my year compass review, I chose to settle on a theme word that I want to underpin the things I want to achieve in 2022. And for me, that word is energy. This relates to energy to fulfill projects in my professional Vespod life and also in my personal life. And I think it's helpful to have a theme word to help you stay focused on your goal. Now, looking at my goals, um, I will be looking at eight different categories. Um, it can be spiritual, physical, emotional, career, intellectual, environmental, social and financial. So these are like the eight goals, uh, eight pillars of wellness. And wellness is a full integration and the pursuit of continued growth and balance um, in this like eight dimension of, of wellness. So this is a little bit about me and how I see this beginning of the year. But of course, today I wanted to focus on setting and focusing on realistic financial goals and more that goals there may be more intentions foundations sort of like little tips for the year so let's jump right in just a caveat there's no pressure you can do this at any point this year i know january can feel like a very busy month we feel we're not doing enough we're trying to reflect and we're straight in the following year but i i think you know we don't need to do that in january maybe you can do this in february maybe you can do this in in march it doesn't matter but what matters is actually having these big goals um you know even if they're a few years down the line and then trying to break them down into smaller actions so yearly goal can be broken down by quarter by months, by week, by days. So they don't feel too overwhelming. And that's often what happens with, with money is we feel we're not going to be able to achieve these goals, so we tend to drop them. So write them down, really focus on them, and then think about the small things you can achieve daily. So today I just want to cover three things for you to be able to plan. And you can come back to this episode at any point this year. The first one is on mindset. The second one is reviewing your basics. And the third one is planning and investing for your future. So the first thing I want us to work on, and that's going to be a focus for us this year, is to work on an abundance mindset. When you have a scarcity mindset, that can lead to stress, it can lead to anxiety, because we see money as something rare that we never have enough on. Yeah, so instead of having a scarcity mindset that is limiting, we need to work on developing a money mindset of abundance that is almost limitless. And I'm not saying that an abundance mindset will make your debts go away or make you rich overnight, but it can help you see money in a new light. So to work on an abundance mindset, you can break it down and take some actionable steps. So for me, there's maybe three steps that are important when you work on your mindset. The first one to start with is just to dedicate some time to honest introspection. And can you just sit down and ask yourself what money means to me? Why it's important? What are the money narratives you've told yourself throughout your life? Maybe it's hard to earn money. Maybe it's hard to save money. Or maybe actually it's hard to, to spend money. So if you find this difficult to answer, you can do a money personality quiz. You can read a few books about money, about mindset. It will be a starting point to what will hopefully be a journey of self-discovery. The second one is be conscious about your thoughts. 
Your thoughts are key to an abundance mindset. You can help shift your thoughts by practicing affirmations. In the morning, you can sit down and repeat to yourself, I live my life, an abundance of money, money is not a scarcity, I can earn more money, I can follow my goals. Or just read again these words or these keywords or like a key sentence that will be helping you to actually grow your mindset. These are just some ideas and we're all different, um, but you can definitely shift how you see money. And a good way for me and a good book was a book called Mindset, Changing the Way You Think to Fulfill Your Potential by Dr. Carol Dweck. It's not a book about money, but it's a book about the growth mindset. And it will really help you think differently about all these like situations in life where you think I can't do it or it's too hard or I'm not the best person to do it. So just build up confidence and that will help you build confidence also in managing your finances. And the last point for me in building this abundant mindset is stop comparing yourself to others. When we're in a scarcity mindset, we focus on what we don't have. We see the glass half empty, but what you want is actually to start see your glass half full. It's so easy for us to make a comparison between our lives and the ones we see all over social media. And we are a society of seeing only what people want us to see. So catch yourself whenever you start comparing yourself to others. And instead, focus on your own growth and what you want to achieve. And to help me with that, because that's always a work in progress, I have two quotes in my diary. They're on my desk and I can check them every day. The first one says, ignore the noise. And I think for me, this is the most powerful one. It works in business, it works in finances, it works in personal <laughs> development. And the other one is, is quite a cute quote. Um, and it reads, does the sun ask itself, am I good? Am I worse? Why? Is there enough of me? No, it burns and it shines. Does the sun ask itself, what does the moon think of me? How does Mars feel about me today? No, it burns, it shines. Does the sun ask itself, am I as big as other suns in other galaxies? No, it burns, it shines. That's by Andrea Drokwin. And for me, this is really like focus on your own things. And when you write your goals, What are the goals you really want for yourself? Maybe you don't have the same goals as you know, what you see on social media or what people around you are doing. So really, really focus on what you want. And when you write these goals just as an action for you, write your goals on what you really want from life and really don't limit yourself. Often you'll see people write a list of what their rich lives would, you, would look like. And I love that. And some examples are, I want to go skiing next February. I want to take all my holidays. I want to take all the school holidays. I want to see my therapist or theopath monthly. I want to outsource my household chores. I don't want to look at my budget for groceries. I want to become an angel investor. I want to buy a house. I want to have a huge portfolio of stocks. So make sure all these goals, they're actually smart goals. And SMART um, is a methodology and SMART is also an acronym that outlines a strategy for reaching any objective. Smart goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and anchored within the time frame. So I re really invite you when you write these financial goals and maybe, you know, you have three goals, five goals, maybe seven goals. Don't try to have 20 goals. That's going to be really hard to achieve. But when you write this goal, be very precise and almost have, you know, sort of a, a mood board or, you know, try in some way to visualize this goal. And that will help also build your confidence and also motivate you to achieve these goals. So we talked about the abundance mindset. Now can we revisit the basics? 
It's important to remember that keeping our finances healthy is a lot like keeping our bodies healthy. It's not enough to exercise once and then forget about it for a year. And the same applies to money. While I'm certainly not telling you to do a daily assessment of your income and expenses, I think it's important to check your bank balance daily. Yeah, daily. Maybe, you know, I think I remember an episode we recorded with Lauren Arms last year and she said, you know, I had to train myself to actually open my bank account first thing in the morning just to build a better relationship with money. And this takes exactly five seconds. It can be very stressful at the beginning. But really knowing how much money do I have today is super powerful. And then you can set monthly money date with yourself and go over things and adjust if need be. So here is just a checklist of the basics. Of course, you'll see a lot more hotline episodes on all these topics that are going to be more specific. But for me, what's important? Your budget. Have you been keeping to yours? Um, have you noticed any habits that have been sleeping? For example, suddenly taking more taxis, getting more takeaways. How I do that is looking back at, you know, three months of bank statements and really going into the detail of, you know, where is my money going? And then being super intentional with where do I want my money to go? Often we tend not to be aligned with our intentions. Um, so that's really going to be the starting point. Then when you look at your expenses, where can you reduce or consume smarter? What about your bills? Is there room for negotiation or switching? Energy costs are soaring, so pay attention and review this on a yearly basis. Your salary and rates, is it time to ask for a pay rise or charge your clients more? Can I make more money from work or actually maybe from a side hustle? Really understanding what is my earning potential. Then checking your net worth. The net worth is the sum of your assets minus the sum of your liabilities. What are all the things I own? And what are all the things I owe to someone uh, or to a bank? So how is yours looking? Have you made progress in addressing your debt? This should be actually top of your list is addressing your short-term debt. So if you have credit card debt, payday loans, all these like expensive debt that can be really stressful, usually wakes you up at night, that should maybe go to the top um, of your goals or top priority on your list then your credit score can you check your credit score it takes exactly five minutes when is the last time you check yours if you're in the red what steps are you taking to clear your bad credits and there's lots of ways you can increase your credit score and we'll have a podcast um, episode of the wallet on that coming for you very soon then emergency savings do you have enough money squirreled away or on the contrary do you have too much in your savings and could you make this money go further by investing it instead? So the abundance mindset, mindset is really key, really working on yourself. And then going back to the basics, what can you do for your finances? And you may want to come back to this episode because there's quite a few things here and you don't need to tackle everything in one go. But really looking at these little things will be really helpful. And finally, my third point, my favorite one, and you know that if you've been following Vespod and, and, and listening to The Wallet, is about making your money and your savings grow. And here we're going to talk about investing. So interest rates are incredibly low at the moment. Interest rates will translate into saving rates. So that's basically the money, the interest your bank is, is paying you on your savings. Um, and we also have inflation in the economy, which eats away at your money. 
So while it's important to have cash and it's crucial to have cash that you can access instantly in case of a rainy day, the best thing you can do to make your money grow is, yes, invest money. So of course, it's more risky than saving, but saving money is also risky because you're losing purchasing power over time. If you're already an investor, well done. And remember that pensions are invested um, also in the stock market. Last year, we saw a lot of flashy headlines and it was sometimes tempting to follow the herd and try new things with investing. Maybe make a quick buck by picking individual stocks or cryptos, participate in an IPO without reading the documentation, buying an NFT without understanding the basics or investing in a friend startup. So it all sounds super cool and I've done some of these. But I suggest you always have a clear framework from your investments. And for me, I tend to start with more traditional investing. And traditional investing means going into the four main asset classes, which are stocks or shares, bonds, cash and property. And these, we tend to understand these a little bit better. And then once you're happy with this, of course, you can also do some more alternative investments, maybe like cryptos, uh, things that tend to be maybe more volatile, maybe harder to sell, maybe um, that need a specific expertise. So I really tend to differentiate the two. Of course, you can do both, um, but it will be also uh, for you to try to understand what uh, are these different asset classes. When you invest money, I want you to remember that timing the market, timing the market means trying to find the best time to invest, is practically impossible. And trying to do so will also not help your returns. So once you accepted this, you can have a plan that will follow this year without worrying about when to enter or exit the market, but instead invest regularly. Can you set up a direct debit that goes directly into an investment account? And it can be your pension. If you have a workplace pension, that's how, how it works. Monthly, your money will go into your pension. It can be um, a private pension, a SIP, it can be through an ISA, it can be through an investment account. But then you remove this decision of deciding, okay, when do I invest? And you pay yourself first. At the beginning of the month, you re you, once you have your budget, you know how much money you can put on the side and you do a direct debit into a saving account, do a direct debit into an investment account. Also, when you invest, please forget the FOMO, this fear of missing out, and really have a proper plan. And that's why I invite you to just sit down and think about your own investments. The first thing to do is write your investment goals. What are you investing for? Are you investing for retirement? Or actually, are you investing for a goal that's a bit closer than that? We tend to invest for at least 5 to 10 years because we don't know, you know how the market will react and you don't want to be in a position when you need the money and if there's a big crash on the stock market. And that's why we tend to give time for our investments. What risk are you comfortable with? Um, the longer you invest for, the higher your returns usually. And that's also a way to reduce your risk. When you invest, it's important to diversify. Diversify will help you reduce the risk and that's going to be a critical factor in helping you reach your goals. So instead of jumping head first and picking one stock, two stocks, can you consider funds such as index funds or ETF? They're great ways to own a diversified basket of, of securities in just about any asset class. And then you can decide your asset allocation. I was talking about these like traditional asset classes and usually when you build a portfolio, an investment portfolio online, you have to decide an allocation. 
what is the percentage of my basket or my portfolio that will go into stocks? What is the percentage that will go into bonds? Remember that stocks are pieces of companies and you're really an owner in a piece of a company, whereas bonds are loans to companies or to government. So you lend them the money and they pay you an interest in the form of a coupon. And at the end of the term, you recover your money. So shares tend to be more risky um, and bonds tend to be less risky. And that also has an impact on the return because usually remember that when I take more risk, I expect a higher return. And if I take less risk, usually my return is going to be lower. There's, of course, no guarantee whatsoever in the stock market. So also when people guarantee you a rate of return on the stock market investment, <laughs> I wouldn't follow their advice. So you have to decide your asset allocation. Is it 50-50 bonds and stock? Is it 100 uh, and zero? Is it 30-70? You need to make sure you're comfortable with that um, in case of a down market. Um, you know, are you going to feel stressed if you lose X percent or if your investments go down by X percent? And when you do your asset allocation, you can also consider a pocket for alternative asset classes such as cryptos maybe, but make sure you do research and understand the risk that's usually associated with. Once you've done your goals, your asset allocation, um, can you make sure you use the right products and you know your taxes? Because you can save money by investing in tax-efficient accounts such as ISA and pensions. So again, do some research and check your allowances to make sure you make the most of your money. Remember that trading often, trading means buying and selling um, as, a, as a cost, as well as investing. Investing always has a cost. So make sure you understand how much it costs to invest money depending on the platforms you use and depending on how you want to trade. If you want to trade very often, that will usually cost you some money. So try to find a platform that's adapted for that. Always keep an eye on the fees and find a platform that works for you. Maybe a robo-advisor to start with and a more DIY platform when you feel more confident. You don't need to check your investment app every day. I tend to <laughs> sort of delete mine or at least not log in, but just monitor and rebalance as needed, maybe every quarter or every six months, and really think long term. Think about, you know, these five years instead of looking at the growth over the previous day or the previous week, which can be quite stressful. You can modify your portfolio when you think you need the money. So kids starting school or starting your business or retirement, and it will allow you not to be too exposed to too much volatility closer to your goals because when you get close to a goal you want more certainty so you don't want to be exposed for example only on stocks that are going to be very volatile so they can go up they can go down and you know you need the money so always adjust your expectations of when you need the money with your portfolio then look at the benchmark is two percent five percent ten percent a good return on investment how do i know what i measure is right we use what we call a benchmark you can't compare um, to a friend or last year performance or portfolio that has been made only with stocks or only with bonds, for example, you need to compare Apple to Apple. So you start with your own portfolio, you work out what should go in there depending on the risk you want and depending on your goals. And then you can decide the appropriate balance of return, risk, and that will define what is your asset allocation. When we invest money, it's all about progress and not perfection. And you'll see you're going to make mistakes, which is completely fine. But slowly progress towards your goal and learn, learn, learn. And you'll see that 
more than just go and picking you know stocks every year the market is very unpredictable so maybe start with funds and slowly diversify more your portfolio so i hope these tips about mindset going back to the basics and investing are helpful and will help you review and plan for this year or this month you may not want to do it all at once but maybe come back to this episode later and write your own checklist or things you can do for your money Financial wellness is achieved when you are in control of your money and your lives. And it can take some time and is a learning process. But step by step, we'll do it together. If you want to learn more with us and with me, please continue listening to The Wallet. And we're also launching a few exciting courses and online webinars to get you started with managing your money and investing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Wallet. Every other week, I answer your emails about money on the show. To get involved, send your questions and comments via our hotline to podcast at vespot.com. If you send us a voice note, you may even get to hear your voice on the next hotline episode. Be sure to share this show with your friends and subscribe on your favorite platform. Please also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It only takes a few seconds, but it helps more people find our show. Join us again next Thursday for another episode of The Wallet.